Hey y'all, I'm Shelby, a marketer, creative, wordsmith, and world-class talker. And I'm Erica, a project manager, creative, interior designer, and world-class hype woman. And we're the hosts of the All Things Melanin podcast. This is a safe space for open, honest, and transparent conversations are the norm. We share our journey of navigating all aspects of life, and we're not holding back. Now let's get into this week's episode. Erica! Hey girl, hey! What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How's your spirit today? Girl, my spirit is adulting, and I just need to press pause on adulting. Let me tell you, because I don't know who told me it was a good idea to try to move at the same time of the busiest season at my nine to five, trying to keep my business going, trying to drink enough water, trying to exercise, trying to be fine, trying to have a social life, trying to go see Beyonce. Like, I it's just a lot going on, <laughs> but especially with moving, oh my goodness, it's just a lot. And then I had to get new tires on my car, I had to go renew my license, but it's just. It's always something as an adult. So my spirit has been adulting and I need to press pause on it. I need I need help. Okay. What about you? How's your spirit? Well, I'll be praying for you as you continue to adult because ain't no hood like adulthood. And I don't like it. It's giving zero stars. It's giving very ghetto. It's giving <laughs> I don't want to be a part of it. Okay. But friend, I have faith that you are going to kill this adulthood thing and that you're going to get through this season because that's the type of boss bitch that you are. Okay. You're, Period. You're right. Let them know. Right. Now you're you right. may look a little rough through it, but you're going to get through it. Okay. <laughs> It's going to be all right. <laughs> um, but, uh, girl, my spirit is chilling. Like, I am chilling in the cut. I'm relaxed. Um, and I am just, you know, I'm chilling. That's my spirit. I've decided that this weekend I'm going to take myself on a cute little solo date. I'm going to go to my two favorite places, Ulta and Target. I'm going to walk down the aisles. I'm going to put stuff in my basket. I'm going to take myself to a nice little lunch, get a nice little margarita and stuff my face. And then I'm going to round it out with crumble cookies. 10 out of 10. Because if you don't, let me tell you something. If you don't treat yourself like a princess, who's going to treat yourself like a princess? Um, but nah, friend, I'm chilling, I'm cool, I'm blessed, I'm highly favored, I ain't got no complaints, um, you know, my edges is chilling, they growing, my skin is glowing, um, ain't no nigga dogging me out, I'm blessed, my mama love me, my friends love me, like, life is good, life is blessed. <laughs> love um, it. But that's how I am. Okay, friend, are you ready for the question of the day? I think so. This one is a really good one. Um, what's one thing you need to stop doing to make, to make space, um, for bigger changes? Ooh. Um, well, since I have been moving and packing and all that, I'm literally making space <laughs> for mm-hmm. bigger changes. As I have started like decluttering y'all, I am a clutter person. I love everything on every single wall. I keep memorabilia from way back in the day where don't nobody even care no more um so as I was going through some stuff and like boxing up things I literally said to myself you making space for the next season of your life you are getting rid of a lot of things I have given a lot of clothes away to charity just 
throwing away some things that I didn't no longer needed to hang on to. And it's so crazy. I even have like pictures of like exes and stuff in my in my uh, drawer. And I'm like, why do I still have this? But threw it away. But it's just the point is literally making space for bigger changes the next season. So what I need to stop doing is holding on to things so long. And it's a word for somebody. Hold, literally holding on to things, figuratively holding on to things, let it go. Because the more you hold on to stuff, you won't have no space for nothing else. So I need to make space for my husband. That's the biggest change. Um, wherever okay, he is. Period. Damn, <laughs> period. Let him know. Well, what about you, friend? No, I think that's, first of all, before I get to me, I think that it's so good, friend. Thank you for sharing that. Um, <clears throat> I thought about this. Um, and honestly, I need to stop playing small and doubting myself in a lot of areas. I think, like, I honestly have so many ideas that I want to execute and that I want to put forth and so many things that I want to do. But a lot of times I get inside of my own head and I just don't do them. And so if I could stop doing that and hype myself up like I hype y'all up, then I'll be all right. But I just think I just have and operate in a lot of imposter syndrome. And I just like always think like sometimes like, oh, I can't do this or I don't have the capacity to do this. And what if nobody likes it and just go down this all list. And so I just need to stop playing small. I need to stop doubting myself. I just need to do it. Because I have the intellect, I have the knowledge, I have the skills, I have the experience, I have everything to, I have, I have what I need to execute it. I just got to get it. I just have to get out of my own way. That's what I would say. I love that. That's beautiful. So with that being said, uh, let's talk about dating and relationships. So I feel like this, we're going to have a lot to say. Um, So first, let me set it up. So the roundabout question is, do men have more options than women in the dating pool? Because statistically, on dating sites, it's 34% male and 27% female, but I feel like that's false. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about keeping your options open when it comes to dating. So Shelby, what has been your experience? Do you or do you not keep your options open in the dating scene? Absolutely. Um. Absolutely. And I would encourage all women until that man asks you to be his girlfriend and to be in a committed monogamous relationship that y'all are on the same page about. Y'all see how specific I'm getting? Um, baby, do what you do. Do you? YOLO. Um, but I'm gonna tell you why. Um, for me, uh, as I've slid and slithered back onto the dating scene. Um, this time around, I've really come in like with an open mind, but I've also come in with high standards, strict boundaries. I know what I want. I know what I need. And I ain't taking no shit, period. And so when I'm dating people, honestly, it's kind of like, think of like a 30 day trial, like a 30 to 90 day trial. Like I literally, when I date somebody or I meet somebody, like I'm not going in it thinking he my husband. Now you might be, but you might not. And honestly, friend, I'm just going in it and I'm just trying to have a good time. I'm trying to have fun. And I'm just really trying to give you a glimpse into the world of Shelby because I'm telling you, you're going to love it here. Now, you may love it here and get X off the island, but you're going to love it here regardless. Okay? Because I'm just that girl. <laughs> anyway, but 
I personally have just learned that like in dating, like it's really just trial and error. Like you're getting to know, you're getting to know a person. Like, and I feel like when you're dating, you're really just trying to see if you like the person, if y'all have similar visions, um, if you want similar things, and if you have, and, and even if you have an aligned like way of life and outlook on life, like you're really just trying to get to the nitty gritty and like the things that are not. You're trying to figure out like does this person have the non-negotiables that I need to sustain a relationship? Do I like this person? Do they have a good character? Do we have the same religion and faith? Can I see myself doing life with this person? If this person never changed another day in his life, would I still want to be with this person? Like you're trying to figure out all of those questions. And is this man fine enough for me to want to look at for the rest of my life? That's probably petty, but I ask because it's important. Because I just can't bring no tree off the home to my family. Because they're going to rip it apart. Rip them apart. And my friends, they not letting up in the group chat. Okay? So, I said that to say. <laughs> Erica's laughing at me, but I'm being serious. Um, I said all that to say that, like, when I'm dating somebody, I'm really just trying to figure out, like, can we operate together? Are we going to be a good match in all of those things? And so, I used to, back in the gap, like just date one person and then it would fall through. So I absolutely um, keep my options open when dating. And when I say I keep my options open, I just want to be very clear now that it's anybody's business. I'm not having sex with all these people. Like I'm literally just like having a conversation with them. I'm literally just getting to know them. We're hanging out. We're talking. We're texting. We're FaceTiming. We're just trying to see um, if we're compatible. I think that all women should keep their options open. But also let me say this. When I'm keeping my options open, I'm being transparent with it. I'm like, I'm talking to different people or, you know, I'm getting to know someone else or I'm still openly dating other people. Like I'm really transparent about like what that looks like and what that means for me. And I ask other person because I need to know, are you keeping your options open? What are you doing? You know, within a respectable grace. But I think that all women should keep their options open. I keep my options open. That's the way that I date. My homegirl actually told me that like a couple months ago. She was like, girl, keep your options open until that man lock you down. And until he lock you down, you do what you need to do. And you keep dating. You keep putting yourself out there. You keep seeing what's out there. So I personally keep my options open. I'm a big proponent of keeping my options open. And I'm going to continue to keep my options open until I meet my person. What about you, friend? Like, what do you think? Girl, I think that... I don't know how to keep my options open, okay? Because I honestly think it's a great idea. It's a smart idea to keep your options open with these slim pickings out here in these streets. But in my experiences, I usually don't keep my options open. I usually don't have a roster. (laughs) And I'd rather talk to one man or no man. And that's it. Because what you're not going to do is just keep what you're doing to me. I mean, what you're doing today my queen hey queen no nah, because i'm gonna just stop replying like i'd rather just not have <laughs> you in my phone at all and is that unrealistic i feel like it is so i in my perfect world i would like to just have one person that know how to act right and i don't feel like having 15 dudes saying the same thing to me all day and nobody is stepping up I'm screaming. so i think that for me it is smart 
in the big picture to, you know, until that, like you said, until he locks you down or makes a commitment to keep your option open. But I'm going to keep it real. Maybe unpopular opinion. But I'm going to be mad if he got his options open. I'm going to be mad. I ain't going to like it. I'm not. I'm just going to say that. Because if I like you, why we ain't in love already? <laughs> so it's That's like screaming. I don't need you having your options open, sir. Okay? There's no one better. <laughs> so you found the one. <laughs> No, but for real. So honestly, y'all, I'm playing, but I'm not. So my <laughs> experience, my experience, I have been on a dating app. So obviously I feel like in those instances, my options have been open slightly just to kind of feel like, well, who I'm going to go out on a date with, but they just X themselves out. And then it just comes to a point where I don't have no options. I don't have no roster. Ain't nobody hitting my line. So I don't know uh how to keep my options open on the dating scene i guess i just honestly don't want to like i guess if there's anybody that can feel me you just tired of what's your favorite color what you doing today i just got back from the gym oh how was the gym (laughs) i gotta work tomorrow okay how your mama doing like i'm tired of the same hamster wheel with each and every person so in my perfect Mm -hmm. world i would like to just have one option but that ain't seem to be working either. So if, you know, by keeping your options open, Shelby, how do you actually go about doing that? Like how many on your roster? Like how do you actually do it? So I would recommend not having two to, not having more than two to three. I think two to three is good. Now, if one of them falls off, block that young man or that young woman and get another one on the roster. I think that two or three is like a good number and mix I think that I found that like as you're getting to know people like some people are horrible communicators so some people don't like to text some people don't like to you know some people like to text or some people don't like to text some people like to FaceTime some people don't like to FaceTime some people like to you know be on the phone or to be in person like everybody's different and if you think about it like we all work most hours of the day right and so you're only interacting with the person so many hours of the day and then if I'm being honest like when you start dating and getting to know people a lot of people x themselves out very fast like very fast like within a couple of weeks sometimes less than a month and so sometimes people aren't even on your roster or your radar very long because one thing I've learned that if you just let a person talk like they'll talk your way right out of your life very quickly and so <laughs> that for me, when I'm saying like dating and getting to know, like I see dating as literally just like getting to know somebody and learning more about them and just seeing if y'all are on the same page. Like I'm not even trying to see if we in love or we gonna get married, but like, do I even like you? Because I think that like a lot of people don't date people they like. I think people just date people to have somebody. Um, so that's why I think dating is so important and why I think it's so important to be very honest. Um, but I think for me, um, it's two to three people. Um, I think that's a healthy number. Um, and I think that, like, you can meet anybody anywhere. Like, I've been having this conversation just, like, with people and friends and just seeing things or whatever. And I think a lot of times, like, you meet people at the most random places. Like, you know, I've had people slide in my DMs. I've had I've met people on dating apps. I've met people in person. I've been introduced to people. And sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. But I think, like, and this may sound, like, contradictory because I know that, like, dating is, a like, a serious thing. But, like, I think in the initial stages, like, you got to stop being so serious and just have a good time. And, like, if somebody is not for you or 
you know, whatever the case may be, just kick them off the roster and get another person. Like, um, but I also think that like, we've taken the fun out of dating and we've just made it so serious. And I think it's so fun. I think dating can be fun. Like I know dating and friendships are completely different. But if you think about it, like, when you first became friends with, like, your homegirl, like, y'all used to just go out and do stuff and have fun, you know? Like, it was just, like, fun building the relationship. And even people that you're not friends with to this day or whoever that may be, like, when y'all first got together, you know? Right. Y'all had a lot of fun. And if you think about it, you have more than one friend, right? You got more than one homegirl, and you balance them just fine. Like, the difference is in relationships, you know, there's no romantic component. But if you think about it, when you first start dating somebody, friend, there's not a romantic component. There's not a romantic component to it, and so I know it's different, but it's kind of similar now that I think about it. Um, but I think for me, I would say, like I said, two to three people, and then I would just say have fun. I think a lot of people have taken the fun out of dating and they just made it so serious because, as I say, a nigga's on nigga, so why stress yourself out? I need that on a t-shirt, friend. But no, I think that two to three is a good number. Um, I know people that they just talk to people and talk to people and talk to people knowing good and well they have no intentions of really um, doing doing anything or being anything past text conversations. And for me, I'm just like, nah, if it's two or three options, it's got to be two or three options of people that are actually like not just trying to take up space in my phone. So <laughs> I guess that's right. why I, I stay down. But um, so do you think men have more options than us women do in the dating pool? Um, I do. I absolutely do. And it's so crazy. I've had this conversation with like a few men or a few guys recently. And uh, we were talking about this and they completely disagreed with me. But since they're not here, they don't get to tell their story or their side. We going with my side. Anyway, um, I think that men do have more options um, when it comes to women. But I also think that, like, men are a lot of times more open. You know, I feel like as women, like, or I'll speak for myself. Like, I want a specific type of person. Like, I want specific type of things. And I got a specific type. If you know, you know. If you don't, you'll never know. But I got a specific type, and I tend to, like, stay around that type. And I think that men have more options because they're men. I think men have more options because a lot of times women just want somebody. And, you know, they'll do any and everything to have a man. Um, and I just think that men have more options also because, like, a lot of times men, like, will date outside their race or, you know, they will date outside their type or, you know, they're just more – I think that men are more – they tend to be more open um, than women. So I do think that they have more options. And to your second question, I will absolutely continue to keep my options open until I meet the man of my dreams, period. And I think that's smart. I mean, I honestly, like the statistic I read earlier about there's more men than women on dating apps, but in my personal experience, like actually, out at places specifically for singles it's always been more women and I'm like wait a minute are they not finding out about these events or what like I would go to these things out of my comfort zone um throwing myself in there trying to be you know 
open <laughs> and it's more women I walked away with more brunch friends than any numbers and so I just feel like for me in my little world the dating pool seems like men just have way more options than women do when I talk to some of my other friends they say the same thing and they're not even in the same city as me so it's just like I don't know I really feel like uh it's it's hard out here in the dating pool. And for me, I'm like, okay, next time I put myself out there, because I feel like I haven't even put myself out there for dating, I'm just here. I'm just minding my business, <laughs> drinking my water. I'm just here. But when I do, I really do need to think about keeping my options open instead of just like cutting everybody off if they ain't, you know, did something besides ask me what I'm doing 25 times a day. You know what I mean? Like just <laughs> making my decisions based off of what we have talked about before on one of our shows is the standards and the boundaries and that will determine who's going to make it to my roster and who is going to step up because I've only run into men on dating sites specifically that they just want to like play around and I'm too grown for that so sir no I'm not here for the playing around this is not a playground okay period (laughs) all right so let's keep it moving with the show um to our journey segment so this is the segment where shelby and i will discuss our journey to building all things melanin um so let's talk about a creative block or having a creative block and what are some ways to overcome a creative block which means you know not being able to think of new ideas or not feeling creative Um, So what are some tools that have worked for us um, to get out of a creative block? Like for us, friend, um, I think the biggest thing is that like when we have a creative block, I feel like that's our signal that like we're tired and we need to take a break. Um, We and I say that because Erica and I at one point. Well, not at one point, but at several points and several times during in our brand, um, we've operated on zero capacity. We've operated on zero percent creativity. And I remember one day we had a conversation. Erica looked at me, and I looked at her, and she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I said, "I am tired." And she said, "I am tired." And I said, "I am burnt out." And she said, "I am burnt out." And we were essentially trying to do everything like just year round, every single week. And after having a very open and honest conversation with each other, we were like, girl, we need a break. And I said that to say that, like, if you have, if you're experiencing creative burnout um, or you have like a creative block, I think that's a signal that you need to pause and reset. And so that can mean taking a hiatus or taking like a small little break. It can mean pivoting. It can mean resetting. But a lot of times when we have a creative break, what's worked for us is Erica and I being honest with each other, Erica and I communicating with each other. And so with us knowing that we get creative blocks, Erica and I take hiatuses um, throughout the year. And when we take hiatuses, we've agreed that like during this time, we're not posting, we're not talking all things melanin, we're not doing business, we're just being. And I feel like when we come back, we're always rejuvenated and we're ready to do things. I think that sometimes also a creative block means that you need to get inspiration from things, that you need new inspiration. And so I think when you have a creative block, do things that you enjoy. And that can be things that are related to your business and brand and industry or things that are not. So like, for instance, like if you have a creative block, some things that have helped Erica that have been professional is going to a networking event, going to a networking event, 
or maybe investing in a class or maybe listening to other podcasts and other shows and looking at other brands that are similar to us just to kind of see how they're moving. Not to copy them, let me be clear, we don't copy, but, you know, to get inspiration. I think other times it means just doing things that bring you joy. For instance, me and Erica love trying new restaurants. So sometimes it's just a signal like, girl, maybe we need to go out and like, just kick it and have fun and catch up and laugh. And a lot of times we'll come back rejuvenated from those type of outings. And, you know, we'll be able, you know, to get back to the money and to get back to things. And so I think that those are tools that we have um, used together collectively for all things feeling it that kind of helps us refocus. What about you? What do you think, friend? Yeah, of course, I agree with everything that you said. The only thing I would add to that um, is like as a creative or if you're um, a content creator or whatever, a lot of the times we feel like we always have to create, 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 create. But really the key to consistency is to work smarter, not harder. So even if you don't know this already, but just when you're creating, when you have those creative like flows, make sure you're taking that time to schedule your content. So that way you're not always every day you got to sit there and think about what you're going to post or sit there and think about what you're going to put out next month. Like you already have a content scheduler, a content plan. Some of us just fly by the night when we're a creative person and that necessarily doesn't work. It's, um, it leads to burnout faster in my opinion. So I just feel like the key to that is just making sure you work smarter and find some tools to where you're able to like, when you are taking a break, you can kind of relax and be like, well, I already have this content going out next month. So I can make sure that I relax, go do something I enjoy, like Shelby suggested, um, go read a book. Personally, the things that inspire me, um, if I'm working on my personal projects is I like to listen to music. I like to pray. I like to meditate. I like to watch Beyonce's homecoming documentary because she just really has the work ethic that I aspire to have. And a lot of times things like that really can inspire you or encourage you. So um, I'm saying all of that just to say, make sure you're working smarter, not harder. So you won't burn out. Even when you have a creative block, you won't have that pressure a lot of times being creative is it should be like a freeing feeling when you start to feel like pressured to create or um you know forcing yourself to create something that's definitely a red flag for you to like take a pause step back it is okay to pause it is okay to take a break it is okay to log out of social media for a second and get yourself um refreshed to come back to it even better than you were before so that's what i was saying But before we continue with the rest of the show, we just want to shout out some of our Melanin fam for listening in. So we want to shout out um, Brie Lee Media, who left left us a review on Apple Podcasts. She said, love hearing women of God taking over the airways. The two hosts of All Things Melanin are awesome. Thank you so much, Brie, for listening in and supporting us. We really, really appreciate it. So if you out there enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And share this podcast with someone who you think would enjoy our show. Now let's get back into it. So we're going to lead into the mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener's letter, and then we're going to give our take on it. 
So the letter reads, hey, Shelby and Erica, I love this segment of your show. You both give the real tea. <laughs> I would love to hear your take on this. So I am generally a homebody, but I recently moved to a new city and desire to have a social life. I desire genuine connections with people, lifelong friends, the type of girl tribe that are my ride or dies in this life. I want to make new friends in my new city, but it's so challenging as an adult. I have met people through church or work, but I feel like I'm still searching for my tribe. So how do you make connections with the right people? Any advice you can give me when trying to make these genuine connections? Yeah, I think that like, I think you can make genuine connections anywhere. And I think that it's going to start with like you just doing things that you like to do and frequenting places that you um, like to frequent. So I think that you should keep going to places like obviously, you know, seeing, you know, joining maybe like seeing if your church has like certain groups or, you know, certain um, things that you can join, like seeing um, if you can meet friends there, but also like just going out and doing things that you do. Like for instance, like um, thinking about it, like whatever city you're in, a lot of times like throughout your city, they'll have so many like events going on. Some of them are free and some of them are not free, but there are, I would also encourage you to like seek out groups because there are groups that like are for like people that are new to a city there are groups that there are groups for people out there for them to make friends for them to connect for them to network you know for you know people to go out and to do solo things um so I would seek those groups out but I also think that you should get connected um to what's going on in your city and based on that just go out and do things that you like and I think in that in those hopes you can meet people also like eh, I say this with a grain of salt <laughs> or I say this like with a stipulation but also like if you work in the office like is there somebody that you're connected with that you think that would be a good friend or that you could connect with um, I'm a very big proponent of like not necessarily being too friendly with people at work because I don't like people in my business like that but also if you're an OG you know that me and Erica met at work like, if we had never been at that job, we probably would never be friends, and we would never have started this brand. And so I think just seeing the people that are around you, like, maybe that's at work, if somebody's not somebody that you connect with, like, maybe going to happy hour and kind of filling them out. I think a great way to meet friends is just to, to go and do things that you like to do, but also pray about it. Because I remember when me, right before me and Erica became friends, I literally prayed about it, and the ironic thing is Erica said she prayed about something similar to what I prayed and we became friends um so I keep saying it but <laughs> go out and do things that you want to do in frequent places that you like and just pray about it and be open and trust your intuition what do you think friend yes I love all of that um advice and I guess the only thing I would add to that is I was reading this thing where it said your tribe will find you and I think that that's such an interesting way to look at it because I do feel like you don't necessarily have to go searching for your people. You will come across those people in the seasons of your life that you're supposed to come across them, across them. and um, Shelby nailed it on the head when she said pray over it. We always say like you pray for that man, pray for your friends or pray to meet friends or make connections because you never know who that person can introduce you to and it could be a lifelong friendship and also use your discernment because um, not everybody is genuine if you're going into a connection make always make sure that you're genuine but 
use your discernment on that. Get in rooms with people that are talking about big dreams and ways to network, ways to build wealth instead of being in rooms with people that's gossiping or just bringing you down or talking about people. Those things are important to pay attention to. Even being in a new city and not really having a social life, it could kind of get lonely sometimes, but it's so important to keep your circle tight when with genuine people that really have your back, that really want to connect with you, that really want to, um, people that you can learn from or connect with and network with. Um, that is very important. We don't need people around us that's just there to celebrate and turn up with us. We need people around us that are going to be there during the adulting times. <laughs> so um, I feel like, you know, continue to go to, like Shelby said, the places that you like to go. You said, you know, work and church. I think those are great. If your church has other activities that you can involve or serve or volunteer in, I would suggest maybe doing that. Um and even like when Shelby was saying groups, there's lots of groups maybe on Facebook or something that are in your city that they have like meetups or something like that. I would suggest doing that, but don't force it. Don't um, shy away from it either. Like as long as you're putting yourself out there genuinely to make these connections, your tribe is going to find you. That's what I would say. I love that friend. All right, so if you have a question out there that you want us to answer, please send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So today we're going to leave you with words of encouragement coming from John thirteen seven, where it says, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. So this comes from the story of when Jesus was washing his disciples' feet and Peter asked him, will you wash my feet next? So I think the whole story about this is God setting an example. He was leading his disciples, but he was humble enough to serve them. And so they didn't understand what he was doing, but he was setting the example, setting the precedent. So even in my personal life, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what he's doing. But <laughs> I know that there's always a strategy. God is so tr strategic. He is so detailed. And so we don't have to understand it. And if we understood everything, every step he took or every journey he took us down, what would be the point of having faith? So I think the whole reason why we don't necessarily understand at the moment or have the answers at the moment is to test our faith and to grow our faith because you cannot grow without rain, right? So I think that um, this verse, I'm going to print it out and put it on my wall because there's a lot of things right now, God. Um, I don't realize what you're doing, but, <laughs> but I trust that later it will all make sense in retrospect. So what does this mean um, to you, Shelby? I love that, friend. I think this is just, I love that because this just reminds me that like there have been so many moments in my life that where I had that I did not understand why God was doing what He was doing, and I did not understand why things were happening and transpiring the way they were, and I literally was like, "God, what is happening? Are you up there? Are you on break? Are you on vacation? Did you log out? Did you clock out? Did you forget about your girl? Hey, I'm still here. I'm on the main line, but you ain't on the line. <laughs> but like." It reminds me that, like, in those seasons, like, I didn't understand what he was doing, but whether it was, like, days, months, or years later, I got it. And I just want to say that 
even though you may not understand what God is doing in your life at this moment, and you may not find out to a while down the line, and you may not know. But one thing that I've learned that if God is making it occur, there is a purpose for it. And a lot of times when there is a purpose for it, he's going to use it for his glory or he's going to use it to make you evolve, to get better, to learn a lesson, to develop your character or to prepare you for the next step in your life. I don't think that anything that you go through in life is in vain. I think that there's always a purpose and a place for it. And I think that you just have to accept that you're not always going to understand what God is doing, but you have to trust that he knows what he's doing and that whatever is to come is better than what has been. Amen. That's all I got. That was perfect, Pastor. Shall we? All right. Well, we close on out with a good old prayer. So, uh, bow your head, close your eyes, and if you are driving, just play with it. So, dear God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for every person listening to this podcast right now. And may that something that we have said today in this show bless them, may it have resonated with them, may it give them peace. May you bless them with your peace and that they continue to trust you even when they don't understand what's happening in their lives right now. Please reassure them, please reassure us that you are in control and you that we can cast all of our cares onto you and you will give us rest and the peace that passes all understanding. So I pray we have the courage to lay it at your feet and wait on you. We thank you for your goodness. We know and believe and receive all that we have asked for according to your will in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.